Hello. It has been a minute since we've been on back here, but we are back. Uh, we've got a couple things we've been we've been uh, attaining to in our in our other lives, but nonetheless, we are back here, ready to get our rally caps on, ready to start talking here. We've got a bunch that has happened. We've got Dak Prescott signing. We've got uh, NCAA uh, college hoops heating up. It is March. It's officially March. I'm excited for it. The pretty much the one time I actually watched the college hoops. Yep. Um, so excited for that. I, I mean, we used to be interested in, right? Just kind of died on us. Yeah. I feel like when I started really getting into NBA, the college thing, the, the college thing kind of, I just lost interest. We'll, we'll, we'll get into it a little bit, but yeah. for sure. We want to talk about something else interesting about what overtime is doing. Uh, we've got, uh, another rule change. We might just change our podcast name to like new rules, better sports or something. I don't know. Um, yeah. we, we, this will be NFL segment. This is something that, uh, Baltimore has actually proposed. So we're going to get to that in a little bit. And we've got sawgrass this weekend. The course is looking fresh, real nice. I saw a, uh, little like walkthrough of it today. It looks good. Uh, the course might, uh, might take some souls this weekend. <laughs> so we're going to talk about that couple, couple good odds to look for. And uh, we're going to go and rally caps on. Okay, welcome back. And also just want to remind you guys, if you're liking the show, let a friend know, tell a friend, be a friend, tell a friend, uh, let them know you, your favorite podcast. And let's get right into today's random question of the day. Would you rather shoot like Steph, just be able to just absolutely wet from three, like all day, every day, any weather, you can just show up and just let it rain? Or would you be able, would you rather want to dunk like Zion? Just no matter who wants to guard you, you could just back them down and shove one right on top of their head. Man, that's that's a good one. Uh, I think for me, that's going to be shoot like Steph. I feel like the potential for just performing real life white man can't jump, like hustling people at, at your local Lifetime Fitness is too, is too good. Although the dunking, I mean, it's hard to display like shooting prowess. It just, it'd be nice to just run up and dunk on some fools real quick. For sure. What do you think? Ah, uh, I'm, I'm gonna have to go with a dunk. I, I would say like, probably cause I've never actually dunked. I've dunked, I've gotten as close as dunking a volleyball, but never really converted, converted one. Um, maybe one time, but I, I don't remember it well enough to, uh, to remember. So I'd say like, if I would be able to just sky up and be able to dunk on anybody, <laughs> I, I think I'd rather do that. Yeah. I mean, if you could dunk like Zion, would you, would you just like charge dude? Like you walk in the gym and people are shooting on the little side hoop. I, I feel like I would just bolt at them and try to jump, like straight, just to jump right over them and dunk. like, dude, what the heck, man? I'm just, yeah. Like first, first play of the pickup game, yeah. you like take it up top and just bulldoze and just slam one. Like, all right, do we already in, in this hypothetical, do we look like, do we still look the same? Yeah. We look just like ourselves, but you can just rock it out of nowhere. <laughs> that would be, 
Yeah, that'd be that'd be pretty insane, man. I would I would be trying to break the backboard of every single YMCA in yeah. the Phoenix metropolitan area for you'd, sure. You'd be known really quick, for sure. Okay, well, we, ooh, bullish and bearish. I want to bring that back. Uh, bullish. I'm gonna go uh, day drinking. It's only for like this perfect segment of the year. The rest of the, I mean, obviously we live in a very hot climate. So anything after like 80 degrees and trying to day drink is going to be disastrous. But if you're going to be doing it when it's 75 and sunny and literally cannot get any better weather, throw on your Jersey, go crack a couple cold ones with the boys. I'm, I'm always bullish on that at this time of year, very specific, small window. That's a great call. I'm fresh off of sober February. So, uh, um, yeah, it was great. You know, I picked the shortest month of the year. So yeah, that's a good one. So that was smart. Uh, but yeah, man, that's a, I'm going to take that as a, like just a message that I need to engage in some day drinking here pretty soon. We'll have to go out and go out and do that. here. Do you ever pull the move? This is, this is a big move I like to do on the weekends where I tell myself, I'm just going to, I'm going to have a couple cold ones and then I'll like get some stuff done that I need to get done. Oh, never gets done after. I think that was, um, our recording of the podcast on Saturday. There was, we go. Yeah, there was we go. too many. Uh, exactly. Exactly. Three turned into a little bit more than three, and it happens. I find myself at Taco Bell drive-through. You know, responsibly Listen. though, I was doing it responsibly. So all you kids out there, don't uh, don't drink irresponsibly. Anyways, words of wisdom. Yep. What are you bullish on? So mine's a little bit different. I'm gonna go bullish on my idea for a new nba dunk contest in keeping with us changing the rules of everything the dunk contest as it currently exists is i it's just terrible right i mean i i don't even know yeah that was very boring a couple of the dudes in the dunk contest literally have no dunks this year yeah that guy the guy that won it has has never dunked in a game (laughs) i mean i didn't know a couple of those dudes like i legit had never he could get up though that's for sure for sure but so my idea is all the NBA corporate sponsors pitch in. They all pledge like the 10 biggest sponsors of the NBA pledge a million dollars. And the winner of the dunk competition gets to donate $10 million to a like charity slash organization of their church of their choice. So I don't know. I feel like that would put enough pressure on like LeBron where it's like, dude, you can get $10 million for the boys and girls club. Or would LeBron do it for the kids? I feel like he would have to because the backlash would be – yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, right? you kind of got no choice. Because I don't know that there's an amount of money that you could pay them. Like, it'd be too high for LeBron. You'd have to be like, all right, we'll pay you $50 million. But if you did, like, $10 million is not too much. Like, they could raise that, that easily. Yeah. But well, it'd that's be, a good point. Especially, too, with how, like, the players in the NBA are really into, like, uh, like social activism and stuff. This would give them a chance to really, uh, like, use their talents to benefit something that they believe in. So I thought – I was thinking about that this weekend. I think that'd be a cool idea uh, and maybe be, maybe it could get back some of the like actual players that we know that are good dunkers. Like if, if we don't, I'm just going to say this right now. If Zion Williamson doesn't do a dunk contest. Yeah. Like in his career, that's just a travesty. Like that has to happen. Like, yeah. He has to just go up and pull down the whole hoop. That needs to happen. Bring it down. Yeah. I mean, so, so that, that's my, uh, that's my bullish. Would he get a 50 if he just did like the simplest dunk and just literally yanked the hoop off the hinges? I think so. Also, this is, I'm still this from Bill Simmons, but why is it one to 10? Why can't they score it zero to a hundred? I feel like yeah. one, get a should, little more specific. Yeah. Cause otherwise it's like, you can't, 
the guy might do like an amazing dunk. And you're like, all right, well, I can't give it a 10 because then that means no other dunk the rest of the time can be higher. Yeah, so I thought like a nine. I honestly thought the best dunk of the night was the first yes. dunk. And they gave him like a 43 or 44. And you're like, oh, that was pretty sick. Like, wh- how are you going to do that? And then the next guy like does something that I didn't think was nearly as challenging and gets a 48. And you're like, okay, did they realize they messed up? Or right. are they just you're like, what's going on? Are they man? just hating on this other guy? I, I, that was that was the first thing that threw me off. I have a, uh, I have a proposition for this. What if they did like a one-on-one where you're playing up against, I don't know. I don't know if we want to make it like the best defender in the league, or let's just say it's like some random guy on like the practice squad and you're, and you, it's a one-on-one you've got like five seconds to shoot and you have to create your own shot in under five seconds. And it's like style points too. So if you like juke him, make him fall. This should be like a separate event at, at the all-star break. I mean, if, if, if the dunk contest is going to be like what it was, yeah. just get rid of it. That actually would be really, really interesting. You have like a, a skills competition, yeah, but it's creating but it's a shot like Luca and Steph and you could just Mello. have like a running clock and it's almost like cutthroat, like where it's like, like offense to defense, defense to offense off. Like it Ooh, just, that'd be kind of cool. And like a running clock, like you get, yeah. The minute you touch the ball, See you who can score, yeah. score the most points in under in three minutes. Yeah. That actually would be. That would be really, really fun to watch. And especially for some of these guys that have like unreal. I mean, who do you think would win that? Like Kyrie's got to be. Kyrie, Steph. Up there. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, Russ, probably. Russ, be just slash towards a hoop every time. Maybe. Maybe. I my, mean, my hatred of Russ prevents me yeah, from saying. Yeah, KD, saying, yes. healthy KD. Yeah, KD, honestly, would probably, he'd probably just shoot like an elbow jumper. Are we just hating on Braun right now or what? I mean, but I feel like that's He's not, not the best at it, right? I don't think he's the best one-on-one player though, right? No. He's, I mean, maybe Giannis would be the pick because he would yeah. just, he would just <laughs> yeah, yeah. right? He'd just drive to the, that's actually interesting. I wonder, this is where I'd love to talk to someone that played in the NBA and see like, like if an average big man, like if Andre Drummond pay, plays one-on-one with like, Kyle Kuzma, like who, who wins that? Does Drummond just back him down and score every time? But then he's like, not going to be able to stop Kuzma. Right. But I, I don't know. Cause part of me thinks the big man would win. Cause you just back him down and then lay up. I'd like to think so. Yeah. I mean, they're just percentage wise. You've got to go with them cause they're taking way higher percentage shots, but I'll do some research on you on this folks and get back to you on a, uh, on who would win in that, uh, that one, we've won matchup. Maybe, Maybe hit us up on the socials with uh, who you guys think has the advantage there, bigs or or guards. For sure. All right, let's go bearish. Um, you want to go or me? You go. Take it. Bearish. Um, this is a random one. Uh, Facebook friend suggestions. I get some of the like, most ridiculous Facebook friend suggestions. Number one, like just half-naked girl yes. in a bikini. You're like, okay, number one, like, come on. Well, I don't, I don't get this. Why is right. this person showing up? I have no mutual friends with this person. Number one, number two, or it'll be like some guy that like, somehow you, you have no idea how you're connected with that person, but you recognize the name. Yeah. And then you're like, why? I don't understand why that person is suggesting to be my, or is getting suggested by Facebook to be my friend. If there's a way to turn this off, someone please message me and, and help me solve this. Cause the, the, not that I'm obsessed with Facebook or anything. I'm not, but I, I hate logging on there and seeing like 19 different new suggestions of like just people. I have no idea who they are. I'm just like, I, I don't want it. Right. No, that's, that's a, that's a good point for sure. I also too, 
for some of you creepers out there, you gotta be careful, man. Cause when we're getting those, those, uh, friend requests from the half naked lady, and then you click on the profile and you see, you have three mutual friends. So you go to see who your mutual friends are. <laughs> yeah. They're like, oh, John no. Smith follows like Catherine XOXO. Yeah. Okay. Huh. So just, just remember, folks, what you do on the internet is there for everyone to see. So. Yes. That's a great reminder. I, I like that. Though, internet is forever. I like that. Yep. So my bearish, I'm going to go uh, MLB spring training. So we are <laughs> right. So we're here in Phoenix. And for most of our lives, I, I think you feel the same way. Spring training is like, one of the best things like going and sitting on the lawn go to like, a, i go to at least three games yes at once every like five or six days it's fantastic and honestly spring training has become so commercialized like i'm not even knocking baseball right now it's just it's like so i had a uh someone was telling me that they were trying to go to a dodger spring training game and it was 200 bucks for a lawn seat hmm? for a spring training game I looked for like Cubs tickets a couple years ago and it was like 80, oh, yeah. 80 bucks for a lawn seat. Cubbies are up there. Yeah. To, to sit, sit on the grass to bring your own never, blanket. What? Like what? <laughs> Eight, zero, a hundred dollars. Yes. I never even heard of these dudes playing and I don't even have my own seat. Yes. I'm on the grass next to some dudes sweating balls. Yeah. I got a territory. Like what the heck, man? Yes. So that, I mean, Good for them, making more money, I guess. But that, that kind of sucks. I mean, because I mean, for reference, let's go back. For, for the, when we were growing up and we were in high school, two, eight bucks, eight to ten dollars, and you'd walk right in, like nice and spread out, still not crowded. Dude, I at feel all. like lawn seats when we were like little league age were like two to four dollars, honestly. And you could see, <laughs> I, like, you could have a stadium seat for like eight, ten bucks. Seriously, yeah, they were. I mean, I understand. Before you guys freak out, I understand the concept of inflation, but. No way in hell I'm paying $200 to sit on the freaking grass. Yeah, that's way too much inflation. And watch some kid that threw 12 innings in double A pitch. Right. Exactly. So we're bearish. I'm bearish on that. I'm, I'm bearish on that with you. I would, spring training got to change a little bit. I'm, I'm sure they're juicing their prices just because they can't have the capacities. But still, it makes no sense. People actually make like trips down here and they spend months, like the whole month going to these games. They're that, they're that much fun to watch. Like it's an actual – there's an actual – like group of people that that designate to come down here during March and actually go to see all these games. And I bet they're not doing that now. For sure. Yeah. Unfortunate there. Oh, we, we got a juicy one. Dak Prescott. Uh, I, I'm sure he's already filed his tax extension till, till uh, later in this year, but he is now paid $160 million uh, in four-year deal. So this is the second richest QB deal in NFL history behind Mahomes, of course, but he's going to make $75 million this year. 75. Wow. And the bonus was 65. That ain't bad. So he's already got 65. What do you think that's like to, <laughs> to like open up your bank account and just see? 60, yeah. Are you just, are you just on your phone? Like when you know the wire's supposed to hit, you're yes. just refreshing it just yes. over and over until it hits. Absolutely. Yeah. I feel like I'd immediately go grab like my buddy or my wife and just be like, yeah, hey, hey check this look, out. Look, take this out. Let's just look, keep doing this. My chase account has $68 million <laughs> in it now. Yeah. That's nuts. Good for Dak, but uh, for the Cowboys, is I mean, he are, worth it? Yeah. Are you surprised that Jerry gave him this deal? I think Jerry gave in. Yeah. He, he, I think he, like analyzed it in the sense that I either let him walk and 
potentially let him go and create another playoff run for another playoff team, or you try to rebuild and start cheap again. And he's got the money laying around. So I, I, it's, it's strange to me too. We were just talking about this earlier about salary caps and how easy it is to is manipulate a good word for it. Like they, they really like just slide a ton of figures around and they're able to create cap space out of seemingly nothing. So I think that's a, I'm obviously not a, not the smartest guy in the, in the stack here, but I I need someone to explain to me the entire like prog process of the salary cap in a, in a very like easy way to understand because it just seems like money just comes out of thin air and they figure out how to pay everybody. Especially in the NFL where the contracts aren't guaranteed and they're doing like, they're waiving these guys and then they convert their salary into a bonus. And then it's like, they cut them before this date. So they save that bonus. But then I thought the bonuses didn't count against the cab. It's, it honestly is pretty confusing. Uh, but I'm, I mean, I guess that's why they have like several people in each front office that just handle, handle the cap. I kind of feel like, I picture Jerry Jones basically just walking into that dude's like, you're the guy for the Cowboys. You're like, Jerry, we can't pay this much for Dak. It's going to mean we have no Jerry's just like, I don't care. Sign him. Like <laughs> get that man in here and get, get it, get his contract. Signed. <laughs> we're, we're, we're doing it. So, I mean, the question, I guess the big question is we've seen a bunch of teams struggle once their quarterback comes off their rookie contract. Uh, see Seattle with Russell Wilson. Um, there's a bunch of different examples of this, but now the Cowboys are San committed Fran to, now. Yep. yep Son and Jimmy G. Yep. So the Cowboys are committed Houston. to. Yeah, exactly. 40 mil a year, basically. Um, the Cowboys looked pretty good, I guess, prior to Dak getting injured. And he's coming off this injury too. Yeah. So that's like, that's another thing too, that I didn't hear people talking about. I mean, for a guy that, you know, he's not a, it's not like he's a, a scrambler, but he does use his, does use his legs for sure. And uh, he's physical. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. I mean, I guess I just feel like maybe the Cowboys didn't have a choice. Their, their choices were basically become a non-playoff team and rebuild or keep a guy who's pretty good. I mean, I think Dak's like, I don't think he's a top 10 quarterback in the NFL. Right. So, yeah, I mean, I mean yeah, he's, he's right on the edge of that. Nine, I think he's like 10, 10 he's 11, 10 to 15 somewhere, like slightly above like average. right next to Kirk cousins and next to like, a, like a little bit, like I'd say Matthew Stafford and like Matt Ryan are one tier ahead of them. Yeah. I, I like that. I mean, honestly, would you rather have, like, I feel like I'd rather have Stafford than, than Dak. Yeah. If just for one year. Yeah. And, and I, so so yeah, so we'll we'll see what uh what the deal is with the Cowboys. They've now paid Zeke. They paid Amari. Uh, yeah, they paid Amari. They paid Dak. Uh, we've yeah. got a couple more months till they paid the linebacker to uh, Smith. Yep, yep, uh, Jalen Smith. So yeah, we'll we'll see. I don't I don't know. I mean, I guess the key is just get find your way to Dallas, and if you can do good for like a year or two, then you and ten generations are set forever. So. Do you think Dak can make that leap into like I don't think he could be a top five quarterback, but do you think he can make that leap and become like six through eight? I think he'll eventually like at some point, whether it's like this, not maybe not this upcoming season, but one more or two more, he'll be in MVP talks because he's putting up numbers. Um, and I'm assuming the Cowboys at some point are gonna start winning games, but it could all it could all come crashing down pretty quickly once if they realize. We are, in fact, 
way above the salary cap one year and we can't figure out how to work these pieces around and figure out what to do to get under. Yeah. So they might have to cut a lot of cut or drop or trade a lot of guys away. So there it's a very, uh, a very flimsy foundation. They seem to be built on with just paying these guys so much money and still not being able to win the amount of games that they're, that they're getting paid to produce. Yeah. I feel like for, for the Cowboys, this ends poorly. I feel like it ends with them underachieving again and being really limited in terms of the moves they can make due to their, uh, just their, their, uh, their cap flexibility. Yeah. Um, also just want to give a big shout out to Dak Prescott's agent. Yes. Uh, a lot of people it. were saying he was crazy last off season when he didn't take the extension and, and they're like, he's not worth this much money. He's not going to get that money. Then when he get hurt, when he got hurt, a lot of people were, yeah, then we're like, see, yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't know who Dak Prescott's agent is, but that dude, yeah, that dude earned his commission. I feel like for sure. He's read art of the deal a yeah. time or two. <laughs> yeah. Definitely, man. So, that guy's got that like a like a leather bound engraved in his back pocket where he just whips it open and reads from that thing that, all the time. That guy got it done for sure. Yes. The one thing I will say that Dallas does have going for him is the division that they're in is so weak that they do have potential to like let lightning strike one time. That's and, a good point. And they could actually because I mean once you're in the playoffs, you win two games and you're in the conference championship so i mean you have to think in that division with a healthy healthy dak they can win a playoff game or two yeah i mean they should be they should be the favorites to win that division right i would hope so depending on what washington does at at quarterback i guess yeah that's really what it'll come down to but yeah no so we'll see it should be uh i'm sure we'll get like three months worth of espn just telling us about dallas every day so there's there's more of that coming yep and in not so uh illuminating news we've got Les Miles stepping down at Kansas. Is it stepping down or, I mean, he's just getting, getting the boot. Uh, there's been reports from multiple sources now. When he was at LSU, uh, he was inviting uh, actual students, student girls up to his room, uh, making them pretty uncomfortable from what it sounds like. Uh, the, the reports are somewhat vague, but it's, yeah, it's not a good look for Les Miles. And he's definitely not winning enough at Kansas for them to look, look the other way on something like this. So it, what we were just talking, how crazy is it? How many, like, I, I guess all the people that are getting caught doing it, cause it's a pretty long list of people that are getting yeah. caught doing stuff like this, being very uncomfortable on, on coming towards girls and the, the whole situation. There's a lot of dudes who did not realize that this stuff would come back to bite them. And they've been, yeah. Yeah, it's a much bigger problem than I really like imagined it to be. So if you haven't caught on to this yet, I just, you know, we like to uh, we want to educate you guys about yeah. sports. Also, Fellas. also a little bit about life. Fellas, listen up. Um, it's a bad idea to send dick pics. Just that's the statement. That's like, it. I, it might seem like a good idea in the moment. Yeah, we've it, all been it's there. Never it, a good idea. But it's not a good idea, like, especially especially if they're not asking for it <laughs> do not just let this is there's there's a, only a few things in life where we could say are absolutes like you should never hit a woman right like there's no circumstance where you're like fact. that's just a fact you should i'm gonna go ahead i'm gonna put this one right there you should never text message a dick pic like yes. it's never gonna end well if don't if, don't even aim your camera there don't, just do don't that. even think don't about do it that. if no she really, filter will help even you. if you think that she wants a dick pic 
get in the car go go see this go see this nice lady yeah don't send the text messages are forever it's a, it's a bad it's a bad move so uh listen guys if we can if we can help save just one other person from this think before you press send uh it's never a good idea yes Ooh, new rule change alert new rule change alert the baltimore ravens have proposed to the nfl uh to tweak the overtime rules and I think this is kind of interesting. I'll have my own thoughts on it at the end, but uh, a lot of people have been saying for a long time they want to go with the college football style, but the Baltimore Ravens have proposed something pretty different from it. So the concept they're calling it is spot and choose. So one team is going to choose the yard line, which the overtime drive starts, and then the other team is going to choose whether they want to play offense or defense. So if a a team chose the 10, another team can choose offense and so so one team picks where they start the ball the other team picks whether they want the ball yes so if they choose the 50 they might want to defer it or if the other team chooses like what what, but what if they choose the five yard line isn't every team going to go offense no matter what and what it's sudden death or what and it's sudden death yes so Oh, okay. 10 minutes, sudden death period, first team to score wins. So the team that wins the flip picks where the ball starts? Yes. Oh, man. Yeah, so, okay, That's team really A. interesting. So, so what if, would you... if team A and team B are playing in overtime and team A wins the coin toss, team A would pick any spot on the field where the first drive of OT would start. Team B chooses whether to play O or D. Wow. Hmm. That's really interesting. What would you pick? Um, the yard line. Yeah. I'd probably say like the 40. Why? Uh, cause if the other team chooses offense, then you've got 40 yards to try to stop them. And if they choose defense, then I'd trust my offense to go 40. It's kind of like that sweet spot in the middle. Why not just do 50 then? Like start on the 50. I just 40 was the first thing that came to my mind. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. This is, this is interesting. Cause you, I guess, so I guess the move is if you have a really good defense, you would say start on like the 20 and hope your defense can do that to score a touchdown and win, or is it kick, they can kick a field goal field goal. Yeah. Sudden death. Oh, I feel like every team is just going to pick the 50. I feel like we'd have so many coaches afterwards be like, be outraged that cause once you pick the wrong one, you know, and you get burned by it and they're like, you're like, Oh, I'm going to 20. And then they're like, okay, offense. And they just kick a field goal and win. Cause if you go to the 20 and we stop you, we're still on our 20, right? Like we have to drive 80 yards. That That's a good question. I guess. Or is it like college where, where they we both would start. get the ball on their 20? I would hope that would be the way that would make more. That's the only thing that it doesn't say in here. That would make more sense then. Cause then a team with a really good defense would probably say like the 20. Cause they're like, yeah, we'll stop them from the 20. And then our offense gets the ball on the 20. Yeah. But, but a then field the goal, other team gets to pick too. that, man, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like there'd be a lot of teams like looking back at their sidelines. Just like, wait, what? I think that's really good because I think it, I, I think most teams would honestly just pick like the 50 because they'd be like, ah, we don't really know. I say, honestly, I think this would be the best one. Oklahoma drill. 15-yard line, you have to stay inside the hashes. 
and any player on your team can go out and represent offense or defense. It doesn't have to be like your linebacker versus your running back. It can be anybody. Who would you least want to go head to head with in the Oklahoma drill out of against? Yeah. Probably like miles Garrett. Yeah. (laughs) Or Chandler Jones. Uh, What about Derek Henry? Yeah. No, that'd be dangerous. (laughs) Cause he's like fast too. Like get a little. Yeah. Biggest, strongest player. Yeah, Miles Garrett would be bad for sure. Sure, but. like one of those linemen for the Cowboys would be just absolutely terrifying. Well, who's the tackle, the left tackle? For which team? Uh, Cowboys. I want to say his last name is Smith, too. This is great, great radio here. Great radio. This, this reminds me, though, I'm going to go into like a total. Wait, do we have more on that? No, that was it. I, I, I'm just, I, I have my notes here Oklahoma drill, 10 yard line inside the hashes get her going this is completely unrelated tangent story time but the, you talking about the oklahoma drill i will never forget this day as long as i live freshman year basketball they do like the cuts and we find out like yeah i made the i made the freshman basketball team and our like initiation was we had to we had to take a charge from like the varsity players so you would you'd start on the wing like opposite wing and they would pass the ball to the opposite wing and you'd have to sprint to the block and just post up. And then the varsity <laughs> player would go in for a layup blast and you. knock you over. Do you remember Ronald Jones? Yeah. The running back. Yeah. yeah. So, so not so, the Ronald Jones on the Buccaneers. <laughs> this guy pretty much was, but this was, this was a he, picture Ronald Jones from the, from the Bucks, but imagine him at Highland high school in Gilbert, Arizona against a 14 year old five foot seven hundred and, Dude, so 25 pounds. So we're going through this and all the guys are like doing layups and you're just like, ah, okay, like I got to take a charge. And I'll never forget. It was Jeremy, That's Jeremy's hilarious. turn. And he gets matched up with Ronald Jones and dude, Ronald Jones. So most of the guys would like dribble in for the layup and they'd like attempt a layup and kind of knock you over and blah, 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 whatever. Ronald Jones, who was also the running back on our football team. Just, he, he gets, had a different approach, different approach. He gets the ball and dude, he like passed it back and just runs and boom, blows up our buddy. And we're just sitting there like, we're 14 years old. We're just all like pumped. We made the basketball team. And my, one of my best friends just gets lit by the senior, just like all wind knocked out of him. Dude, Jeremy, man, I know you're listening. Shout out to you. Uh, that's, that's a great comeback story. Yep. We've got golf back again this weekend. It's It's been heating up with Bryson playing last weekend. That was some electric golf on Sunday, watching him drain putts, bomb the ball, absolutely bombing the ball. Um, this weekend, TPC Sawgrass, one of the hardest courses on the planet. I, I mean, just being completely objective, it is one of the hardest courses. I'm, I'm not yet played it, but it is incredible how challenging it is to a lot of players. Uh, there's a couple tee boxes that are like, alleyways with lined with trees so if you start the ball five feet off your line you're having a long day so that's that's going to be a incredible great weekend some awesome golf the only thing i'm bummed about brooks kepka is going to be missing uh that's always very unfortunate i love to see him play in the big tournaments he always seems like he's get like a lock for a t5 finish uh rory's defending champ since they didn't do this uh, event last year Rory won in 2019 and he's been close these past couple weeks. Uh, he's been kind of a roller coaster, a little bit like speed. He's been one really good day, one 
not so good, like a 70, 71. And he, he, he's going to be going back and forth with these guys this weekend. I think he's going to have a good shot at, at, at winning this, this one. I've, I've got a lot of good, good, uh, good odds that we're going to talk about here. Haim, who, who do you, who do you like this weekend? Who do you like to watch? Who's your favorite golfer to watch right now? <sighs> favorite golfer to watch. I mean, just in terms of sheer entertainment value, you have to love Bryson from that standpoint. Uh, I'm a big, especially uh, the robot putt, you know, Oh, dude, <laughs> that's like, I mean, he's as someone who can't putt, maybe that's the, maybe that's what I need to, well, I've, I've, here, I need to start doing. I kind of sleuth around in the, in the golf world on YouTube and like Reddit and stuff. And a lot of people try that okay. a lot more people than you think try the Bryson DeChambeau and they act, I haven't heard a lot of bad things about it. Dude, he was, he finished, I think like ninth in, in putting last year. Yeah. That, that's the thing that people don't talk about. He, I think he was third in strokes gained putting this past weekend. So he made that 50 foot bomb like clutch. It's the, so, so yeah. So I think Bryson is probably the most entertaining. I really like Justin Thomas just seems like, like, I just want to hang out with him. He just seems like a really cool guy that I would Chill, love bro. to, yeah, to play with. Uh, so I like him a lot. Uh, yeah. Those are, those are probably, uh, those are probably my two favorite. How about for you? Who's, who's your guy? Um, obviously Brooks is my favorite player. I've, I've said that before, but my second favorite, I'd probably have to say Tommy Fleetwood. Uh, he's got the flow going. He just hits the ball so well. I, I love Fleetwood. He's always at some great value. He's usually like tier two, tier three, as far as like the gambling odds go. And he's always in the hunt and I'm, I'm liking him this weekend. He's at plus 4,000 before, before they start on Thursday. So I think if, if you're going to – if you want to win some money, obviously probably don't listen to me all the time, but every once in a while I'm going to hit some of these picks. And I love Tommy Fleetwood this weekend at plus 4,000. He's accurate. He's, he's long. And he's going he's gonna to be doing good here this weekend. Who, who do you like? And have you looked at these odds yet? Yeah, I looked through them. Um, I don't like – so I don't like Spieth. I feel like this is going to be a tough matchup for him. I don't trust Rory. I don't, I don't know. Like Rory, I, when I watch him, I just get the feeling that he's not going to get it done. He doesn't inspire confidence in me. Um, What, let me, uh, let me go with John Rom here. Just like, I feel like he's been kind of, he's been playing pretty good golf and kind of lingering, but hasn't gotten it done. So maybe this is, yeah, maybe, uh, maybe this is the moment for him. He's also another guy. The thing I really like Rom too, actually. I love how he, I love how he shows emotion. Like some of these guys are, are so like robotic. Stoic, yeah. yeah. And Rom just, every time he misses a four foot putt, he just freaks out. <laughs> what about the, I love the, just like the hand point and like, look at the grass, like what the hell? Like it just yeah. changed suddenly, even though it's the Acting same like there's a bump there. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm guilty of that too, but yes. But you're not playing on the purest courses in the world. Yeah. Right? That's, that's also true. <laughs> John Rom has never missed a putt and be like, Oh, I missed hit that. He's like, Nope. <laughs> It was the grass. It. Yeah. Which, so yeah, let me, let's go. Let's go, John Rom there. I like uh, that. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. This is, this is going to be, like you said, I mean, this is the more, we got, we got to remember Morikawa, who's been on fire as well. Yeah. He's at plus 1800. I know those are pretty, pretty good odds too for a guy who's one of the best iron. If he puts well, I mean, he can, you saw it, what, uh, Two, two weeks ago, I guess yeah. now, he won by like six strokes. Mm-hmm. So if he, and I think he was, I think he was top 10 in strokes game putting. So basically. And he just had changed his grip, 
he That's actually right. he, he actually went with a new grip the week before and yep then, yeah so I mean for a guy like that that I, that's how I feel like Fleetwood and JTR too. Like if they just get hot with the putter, they could run away from people because they're just throwing darts at pins. For sure. Golf's like really, I, one of the things I, if you guys aren't that into golf, it's super underrated where you have so many different approaches of like how players, like we could both shoot Styles. 70 and get there totally differently. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one thing that I, that I really uh, like kind of enjoy or appreciate about golf. You have some of these guys that are like, like JT or, or Morikawa uh, that are really good ball strikers. You've got guys that are just trying to bomb it. You've got guys that are like Patrick Reed does not strike the ball that well. And he's kind of wild off the drive, like with the driver, but he's scramble God. Yeah. Always makes unreal from the bunkers and from like the weirdest lies. It seems like. Yeah. And he's got the best foot wedge in the league. So that, that, yeah, that, that, always, that helps. always comes to play. So I, yeah. Yeah. That, that, I'm looking forward to that this weekend. That should be uh, you said you, you've never played there. No. I wish I had. Is that on the is that on the bucket list? Yeah, I'll, I'll play all of them eventually, but we, we gotta we gotta work our way slowly there. This might be a stupid question. I don't know if you know the answer. What does TPC stand for? Because I always see that and I don't know. I feel like I should know what that means, and I I, I feel don't. like the obvious one would be the Players Championship, but that's TPC's got to be the name of the management, like Tour Professional Course, because there's a bunch of TP like ah. all the courses are like. Like TPC Scottsdale, TPC Sawgrass, like yeah, TPC Harding Park. Yeah. Well, I don't know, guys. I guess we forgot that Google exists. So yeah, just, well, I guess we'll uh, just was kind of thinking about that real we'll quick. We'll circle back to that. Yeah. What else you got on golf this weekend? Man, I, I'm just excited to see it. I, I uh, obviously I, there was a lot of juice with Bryson last weekend. I think it's really good for the sport. Like he is a he's a character, kind of like. Not to the magnitude of Tiger, but he he pulls people in. And did you see did you see those quotes of him talking about like basically like blacking out while he's trying to like do his training? Have you you seen he's been working with Kyle Berkshire like the world's longest drive? Yeah, yeah. So he had some quotes. I I, I should have pulled it up and fr- I wish I had it in front of me. But basically, he was talking about him when he's training, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm just I'm screaming like at the top of my lungs, like blood's pumping through my veins," and I'm. It's like I get this incredible runner's high, and I, as I unleash, like Bryson DeChambeau strikes me as your buddy that is just like so socially awkward. He's and like that nerd scientist, but you still like him for some reason. Yeah, and he says like he's that odd man in your group. He says douchebag things, but he doesn't really mean it. It's just like he's just kind of awkward. Yeah, like wow, you look fat in that shirt. Like, <laughs> wait, what? And he's like, no, man. Like seriously, like the way the stripes are, like you would be much better suited for like a diagonally striped shirt. I did the studies. You're just like, Oh, like, Oh, thanks. I, oh, thanks. I think like, I can't really get mad at you. Yeah. I also love too. He does not care. Like, what do you have on his celebration when he hit that drive on six? Love and it. He just, he, he, he should have rolled the bowl. Full, full send. Man. Yes. That's when you club between your legs and you giddy up around that, around that tee box. <laughs> he was, he was fired up. So yeah. So I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to watching uh, to watching Bryson this this weekend. Definitely. Ooh, TPC Tournament Players Club. Tournament Players Club. Okay. Yeah. There we go. Now we know. Yeah. Learn a new fact every day. All right, and then uh, something really interesting, T. Willie, you were telling me about this new league proposal. It's called the Overtime League, right? Yeah. What? Walk us through that because we were talking off air about this, and this honestly is one of the coolest ideas that I've heard in a in a really long time. So, tell us what it's all about. 
Okay, so Overtime is a Instagram page, basically, that has grown like crazy and been able to boost uh, a lot of up-and-coming basketball players' social media profiles, showing highlights of them. And so they've got a new, like, I, I don't know if the word for it is academy or how to describe it, but it's basically a professional basketball league that is for 16 to 18-year-olds. And... Carmelo Anthony is one of the the head investors of this. And so the premise of it is that they're actually going to, you're going to like not actually go to school and learn your reading and writing and math. You're going to learn financial literacy, how to run a business, how to uh, manage your, your life and your like, like the things that really matter in life. And they're going to be teaching you a lot more life skills as opposed to school skills. And they're going to be paying you on top of it all a hundred thousand dollar minimum so there might be players who, I mean, so let's say if this goes well and you've got the top 30 players in, in high school that opt into this and say, yeah, I'll go play pro basketball and make a hundred grand or 200 grand before I even am eligible to go to the NBA. That would be pretty enticing to a 16 year old. And it's going to teach them a lot of skills that they need to learn to maintain that money and to know what to do with it. And the first thing that I thought of is like, as soon as the, uh, like shoe companies realize this works, they're going to sponsor. Yep. They're going to do Great massive point. sponsorships and they're going to be able to get these 16 to 18 year olds to be able to do advertising for them through their millions of followers online worldwide. So that's a great a- advertising campaign or opportunity, I should say for big companies, shoe companies, Gatorade, body armor, all the, all the big name guys who are trying to get like the superstars, but now you can get a even younger generation who who they're going to be getting followed by a lot, a lot of people who are on Instagram. And if you know about Instagram, you know, I, I know everyone here has an Instagram and if you haven't bought something off of Instagram yet, like for one of those tailored ads to you, uh, you've got stronger, you've got stronger wits about you than I do. I, I'm a sucker for those things. I will buy whatever they show me on Instagram. So I, I've, I can already see that happening and being a very well-connected league. So I think this is an incredible idea for, for what overtime is going to do. Love this idea. I think it's a really cool concept. I think it's a win. I think it's a win for everyone involved for these kids. Uh, it provides a legit Avenue for the kid that doesn't want to go to college. Um, I also think it gives, it gives these kids a, a real chance to, especially if they're, they can get into it at 16 really help their families and, and put their families in a, in a good position. And the fact that it has backing from, we said Carmelo Anthony, I think Jay Williams, I think gives the league like real staying power. And if those guys are actually, I don't know their, their role in the league, if they're just kind of money guys. Yeah. And they're, how they're, invested they really yeah are. But if they are, and they're getting the right people around there, I view this as almost like a year long or a couple year long, like rookie symposium where these guys are going to learn finance. They're going to learn how to deal with media. They're going to learn just how to like, carry themselves which in this age of social media and like constant paparazzi and attention i think is so huge for these guys and also to your point making these 16 year old kids uh because they'd be forfeiting their amateur status they'd be becoming professional yeah, but that no opens up play in college correct? yeah so for these guys that are going to have like huge following on youtube and instagram like the sponsorship potential for these kids now to start getting sponsorship deals at 16 yeah when they could would have had to be like 19 before and Two, they can build their brand. So like they might come into the NBA. Imagine if you've been following 
like someone like me, I'm going to, I would follow this league for sure. I'd, I'd pay whatever subscription fee to watch these kids play. And then they come into the league and they already have a brand established. And I'm already a fan of whatever John, John Johnson. It'd, it'd for sure be much more interesting than the late night PAC 12 game where you've got like six seniors on the floor. And it's a very, I don't want to say unathletic style, but it's, it's definitely not at the level at the, like when you see certain top recruits, you can see the athletic ability in them. And if you've got 30 of them on the floor, like not 30 on the floor, but if you've got four, let's say, let's say it's going to be four teams of eight, since they're proposing that it's going to be about a uh, 30 man league. That sounds like a lot more interesting. And those guys are all getting that same exact exposure. And the, the, they're, I mean, you're still playing to win. Obviously you're going to learn how to win and like win against good teams, but you're playing that much higher of a level of ball and you're familiar with those guys too. So it's going to be, it's going to be like a heated match too. For sure. For sure. No, I, I love this concept. This is something I'll definitely be keeping my eye on moving forward. Cause I think that's, I think it's really neat and could be a like huge opportunity for everyone involved. They should start this with other sports. Honestly, you might be onto something there. Yeah. All right, guys, I think that's all we got for today. We appreciate you listening once again. uh, Remember, friends don't let friends not have rally caps on in their lives. So if you could share it with a friend, we would really appreciate it. We're going to keep grinding, keep pumping out the content for you guys. Later this week, we'll have an update on uh, NCAA basketball. Uh, I think we're also going to talk a little bit about maybe a watch-along documentary. We have a uh, mystery guest, too. And then we've got a mystery guest coming on. So... Uh, we got some good content coming. We're pretty excited about that. Um, if you haven't already, please, please, please like and subscribe to the podcast anywhere you can find podcasts. And we hope you guys have a great rest of the week.